Good morning, One Church. I'm so excited to be with you guys uh, this morning. And kids, it's good to see you again. Uh, we are going to be talking about Matthew 6, 12. Uh, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Before we jump into the passage, I want to just say Pastor Samuel did an amazing job last week leading us through what it what the verse give us today our daily bread means not just um, to the people that jesus was talking to but also to us today and so we're going to build on that um today we're going to talk about forgiving um, asking for forgiveness but also offering forgiveness and so again our verse today is Matthew 6, 12, and it says, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And so many of us have probably grown up hearing the Lord's Prayer, and for some reason, this is the one verse that there's, a, there's different words used. <laughs> um, and so some of us might have grown up knowing it as forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Some of us might have heard, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And others of us might have grown up knowing, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Now, we might think to ourselves, well, if those three words can be used, does it really matter? And all those three words, they actually do hold different significances. They have different meanings, different translations, and all of these different things. And so, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to forgiveness. And so there are different denominations, different churches, different communities that choose to use different words, but the message of forgiveness remains the same. That doesn't change. That doesn't um, change from person to person. And so for, for today, we're going to use the word debts. Um, Jesus, he, he purposely used the word debts because it was a, a concrete image that his followers and his disciples would understand. For, for them, debts were things that they owed, money owed, um, something that they had borrowed and they needed to give back. And in the Roman Empire, debts were, could be punishable. You could be sentenced to jail until your debt was paid back. So this asking of forgiveness of debts was a big deal. It, was, it wasn't just like, oh, hey, forgive me of the $5 that I owed you. It was like, no, forgive me of like the hundreds and thousands of dollars I owe you or forgive me of the thousands of dollars I owe you. Um, and then that same forgiveness that you receive, you then offer to somebody else. So regardless of what word you choose to use there, the idea and the message of forgiveness is the same. And so today we're gonna, we're gonna talk about forgiveness. So for forgiveness, um, there are three words in Hebrew um, that are found in the Old Testament for forgiveness. And then there are actually three words in Greek that are found in the New Testament for forgiveness. But the commonality between all six words, both in Hebrew and in Greek, is they share this idea of the removal of some sort of hindrance 
to a relationship. So regardless of what word is used, in all the definitions, it removes, like there's a removal of hindrance. There is a removal of some sort of block in the relationship. And so that's what for the basis of forgiveness is. It's about removing and restoring the broken relationship. So the first part of Matthew 6, 12 is forgive us our debts. So we're praying and we're, Jesus is instructing us and his disciples to pray <laughs> and ask for forgiveness of our debts, of the things that we owe. And so we're dealing with us first, right? Because we kind of have to deal with our own stuff before we go out and can offer it to somebody else. And so we're asking God to forgive us of our sins, of our debts, and, and God shows us mercy. I read in one of the, um, the commentaries was that this idea of forgiveness was not, um, was more of like a parent forgiving their child versus like what we might think of Jesus' act of dying on the cross. Though our debts were paid and our ransom was paid when Jesus died on the cross, the forgiveness that is, is here is more tender and more loving. It's more like, coming alongside someone and saying, hey, I forgive you um, for everything. Like, you don't owe me anything. And that's the thing about this idea of forgiveness is there's no strings attached. It's not like I half forgive you, but this. It's, no, God, forgive us of everything. Show us your mercy. Show us your grace. Show us your tender, loving care. And, and it's paired right after give us this day our daily bread because it's a reminder that we need this forgiveness just as often as we need our daily bread. It's something that we need on a regular basis. It's a daily ask. It's not something we ask once and it goes away, but we're, we're saying, God, forgive us of our debts every single day. It is something that we need just as often. It is experiencing God's grace and mercy that help, helps us then follow the second part where we forgive our debtors. Because honestly, I don't know about you, but for me, it's a lot easier for me to ask for forgiveness than it is for me to give forgiveness. I can ask God, God, please forgive me of everything, all of my debts, everything that I have done, everything that I owe, God, please forgive me of that. But then we get to the second part as we have also forgiven our debtors, and that means that we've forgiven the people that owe us things. And for us, we might get a little bit caught up because we might think to ourselves, well, no one really owes me money or no one really owes me, has a debt to me. But what if it was like, as we have also forgiven those who have harmed us or hurt us or oppressed us? It's, a, it's, it's offering that same forgiveness to the people who have hurt, harmed, oppressed, and who do owe us things. We forgive just 
as we are forgiven. And the catch is we can't, we can't forgive on our own, right? I don't know about you, but for me to truly, completely forgive someone, and I'm not saying like I'm fronting forgiveness, but like actually forgive someone, I can't do it alone because I'm human. And I come, my personality and who I am and something I struggle with on a regular basis is this idea of like, yeah, I forgive you, but I hold on to it. And I like almost like white knuckle it because I'm going to keep it in my back pocket just in case. That's not true forgiveness. If I'm truly forgiving someone, that means I'm letting go. I'm letting go of whatever hurt or pain or whatever I might feel and I'm releasing that person of it, whether they apologize or not. I'm, I'm releasing it. I'm giving it away. See, forgiveness is not an abstract theory. It's not just a feeling. It's not just an emotion, but it's a decision. It's an active decision. It's an action that we take to break, to break down the barriers that are not only between us and others, but between us and God. Because when we have unforgiveness inside of us and it's built up, it is going to hinder, it's going to get in the way of our relationship with God. It's going to get in the way of our relationship with other because bitterness can grow and resentment can grow and that pain and that turmoil can eat away at us and it almost becomes like poison to our soul. So forgiveness is important. It's not easy by any means. I'm not standing here saying I'm a pro at it because it is hard. And forgiveness doesn't always mean reconciliation. It doesn't always mean that you're going to go skipping arm in arm down the road with a person that has hurt you or oppressed you or, or harmed you or caused you pain. But in forgiveness, you'll find reconciliation. And in forgiveness, you'll find healing. Some of you might know this, but I, uh, I was in an abusive relationship when I was in high school. And, um, and he wasn't the nicest guy, obviously. And uh, we dated off and on. And I was wounded. I was hurt really bad. And this idea of offering forgiveness to someone who never saw what they did was wrong was hard for me. Like, they don't deserve my forgiveness. They haven't even apologized. They haven't even recognized the hurt that they caused because in their mind, they did nothing wrong. And I'll never forget, I was a sophomore in college and it had been, year, had been a couple of years since being in this relationship. And I had that moment where God was like, you're called to ministry. I had that call to ministry. But part of that call was forgiving my abusive ex-boyfriend. I had to forgive the hurt and pain that he had caused me, not for him, but for me. Because it was hindering my relationship with God. Unforgiveness can be, it can, it can be, 
almost cancerous to our bodies. And forgiveness, forgiveness can be that release, that medicine. And, and the reality is, guys, that type of forgiveness, that forgiveness that we let go of everything, cannot be done on our own, like I said. It's, it's, it's this need for God. We need to say, God, help me forgive this person. Give me mercy and grace to extend to the people that have hurt me, whether they've asked for forgiveness or not. I think a lot of us are in need of forgiveness a lot more than we think. There's a lot of forgiveness that needs to be given today. As I've prepared for this message, I, I've been wrestling because honestly, it's, <laughs> I've been thinking to myself, like, I could come here and, and say everything I've said about you need to forgive people and let go and, 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 and trust that and ask God for his mercy and ask God for the grace, the same forgiveness that he gives to us. May we extend to others. And all of that is true. But guys, I'm going to be real with you. I have been wrestling over the past week of how do I sit across the table or how do I stand here and looking into this camera as you guys are looking, watching me this morning, how do I like say to you, you need to forgive the people that have oppressed you? How do I look and how do I say to my black brothers and sisters, you need to forgive the people and the system that has harmed you? And I, <laughs> and it's been at me. It's been eating at me. But I know that as hard as it is, and, and, and I was talking to Scooby and, and we were talking about this idea of forgiveness does not necessarily mean reconciliation, like I said before. Forgiveness might not be for the other person, but it's for you. It's for you to feel released. It's for you to feel freedom. We forgive as Christ forgave us for the free, to feel that closeness, that freedom, to not be bogged down by a hardened heart. Now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that your your feelings that you feel are real. That doesn't mean that you don't stop fighting. That doesn't mean that we go running down the street arm in arm. But it means that you are fighting in freedom, knowing full well that you have forgiven, even though people might not have asked for forgiveness. So as I was wrestling with this <laughs> this past week, I saw on Facebook, of all places, this tattoo that said, Judas ate too. And it hit me, and the caption, and it said, Judas was at the Last Supper. Judas had his feet washed by Jesus. 
Jesus extended forgiveness before Judas even knew he needed it. Before any of the disciples even knew he needed it, Jesus extended that forgiveness. He didn't, he didn't let the betrayal that was to come stop him from showing Judas the same love that he showed his other disciples. And on the flip side, it kind of got me thinking. I was like, okay, great. Jesus, I mean, Jesus was perfect. So he washed Judas's feet. He, he forgave Judas before G Judas even did anything. <laughs> great. Um, I'm human. I'm not Jesus. <laughs> what, what does this look like for us? And then last week, Pastor Samuel you know, when he was talking about the daily bread and he talked about the fact that everyone was welcome at the table. That this daily bread was for everybody, not just for a, group, a certain group of people or these three groups of people, but for everybody. Like That daily bread is for us all. No matter what we look like, no matter what we are no matter our identity, no matter any of that stuff, it doesn't matter, it's for us all. And I thought to myself, if Judas were to come to the table after the betrayal of Christ, would he have a seat? Would the disciples have opened the door for him if he came knocking as they hid after Jesus was crucified? I thought of the protests and I thought of that, that big table that was pulled out in, in Nulu well, about a month or two ago. And I thought to myself, if LMPD if the, if, the, if the police officers who have caused hurt in this season were to have come up to the table and pull out their chairs, could they sit there? Unforgiveness would fill those chairs. But when we've already forgiven the people that have hurt us, the answer is yes. Because when we are walking in not only the forgiveness that we are given by God and by Jesus, and we are walking in that forgiveness and we are offering it to those who are undeserving, because let's be real, forgiveness is offered and we're all undeserving of it then there's always room at the table for everybody. So today, there might be some of us who need to look inside and say, who do I need to forgive? Who do I need to let at the table? And those are the people that were, you're going before God and you're like, okay, help me. 
Forgive, like as you've forgiven my debts, help me forgive this person who has hurt me, who has harmed me, who has done horrible things to me. Because forgiveness, true forgiveness, can't come out of our own selves. It has to come out of the mercy and grace that God extends to us. Who, so some of us might need to offer forgiveness to someone. And others of us might need to go and seek forgiveness from others and ask for true forgiveness. Both are freeing. There is so much freedom in forgiveness. Even if it doesn't make sense, There is restoration in forgiveness. There is healing in forgiveness. Forgiveness is a release of God's mercy and grace that is extended to us. So I ask today, are you welcome at the table? There's some unforgiveness inside of you that's keeping someone else from the table. Where where do where do we see this verse in our life? As we pray Forgive us our debts as we forgive, as we have also forgiven our debtors. Asking God to forgive us our debts. And we're saying as we have forgiven our debtors. I hope you all pray. God bless.